Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. Welcome back to another episode of Lee Castle. I am, of course, Chris McPherson, your regular host, and we're back for episode two of season five. Uh, in the way we started off earlier uh, this season with episode one, catching up with Adam Devchich. This one will be a short and sweet episode again. Uh, we're going to try and take our time to get around to. Most of, if not all, of the clubs throughout the preseason, and and have a chat with some key people uh, to look ahead to the season, especially around the Denton Engineering Cup, and as the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League competitions start to warm up, and the Coast and Group Twenty One, we will try and reach out there as well. So, really looking forward to bringing you some preseason episodes. Uh, they may not be weekly, but we'll try and get them out as regularly as we can. Uh, this week, thanks to our wonderful sponsors at Shipley Meats who are bringing us the Newcastle Rugby League coverage. We do have Tony Delaney uh, from Lakes United on the show and of course it is remiss of me not to mention our major sponsor Sharp DS Central Coast. They're bringing you League Castle all season long in 2023 and again we couldn't do what we do without our great partners but as I said there we will be having a chat with Tony Delaney about the Lakes United Club and what's upcoming. There's plenty on the calendar coming up, including uh, some more games for the Newcastle Rebels, the Newcastle Rugby League season launch on the 10th of March as well uh, at McDonald Jones Stadium, headlined by Matty Johns and Denny Badir. It's a great opportunity if you can get there for the sportsman's lunch slash season launch. And as Tony talks about, Lakes have got their season launch coming up as well. Just plenty on the calendar, plenty of footy starting to happen. Uh, we have the first of the Denton sides trial on the weekend with Cessnock and the entrance clashing, and there's plenty more to come. So we're really looking forward to the footy heating on up. But without too much further ado, thanks to Shipley Meets at Rutherford, here is Tony Delaney chatting all things Lakes United. Okay, well, it's time to dig into the two-year's Newcastle Rugby League and uh, the broader picture of rugby league in our area. And who better to go to than a returning guest, as I touched on in the intro there, the uh, manager of football for Lakes United Seagulls, Tony Delaney. Welcome back to League Castle, Tony. Yeah, Chris, it's been a while, mate, but it's always great to be back on the League Castle podcast. Mate, we always enjoy having you on. Um, no secret, uh, mate, my... Uh, very, very brief ties back to Lakes in the day and uh, you and I always love a good chat about football and, mate, there is plenty happening. It might only be February, but uh, the season preparation and uh, even some trials are in full swing. Mate, absolutely, mate. The boys have obviously been back hard out since November, but uh, really we start to see all the three grades and also women's sides congregate together now. And, um, mate, obviously the first trial came up on the 4th. Um, things are moving, uh, cycling very, very quickly. And um, obviously, in, in the talk of trials, mate, we saw uh, one of your new signings, Dill Pythian, uh, represent very well for the Rebels uh, on a very warm weekend last weekend uh, up against the Knights New South Wales Cup side up there at Cessnock. Mate, absolutely, mate. Yeah, we saw Dill back in action. It was good to see him back out there, uh, back in the Newcastle Rugby League, and obviously up against his own side in the uh, Newcastle Knights 
New South Wales Cup side, mate. I thought he acquitted himself very well. And um, the Rebels themselves, mate, you just look at the depth of their talent, particularly in the halves. You know, those guys in the halves, they're unbelievable. Led by Chad O'Donnell. And I thought that Luke Huff out of hook was fantastic. And, mate, it's hard not to go past the front row, a combination of um, Butterfield and James Taylor, mate. I can see the Rebels going all the way to the final in the uh, country champs, mate. And it's good to see the Newcastle Rugby League back into the country champs for the first time since 2017. Certainly is, mate. It'll be great to see them go uh, deep into there, hopefully. But uh, on that, the Rebels will face a really tough uh, challenge first up. You talked about the 4th of March being your first trial. It's also the Rebels' first game in the country championships. They take on a Central Coast side that will be led up front by a front row that matches that front row you talked about of Taylor, Butterfield, and then obviously Huth at nine. They've got Mitch Williams at nine, who we all know the experience of, Tinarau Arona and David Fafita, two former NRL players up front. So that's going to be uh, well worth the price of admission at Murray Breen on the fourth. Oh, it certainly will be, mate. It will definitely be a battle to be won through the middle. But uh, you have to look at some of the class and the outside backs for Newcastle, mate. I think that's where they will have the edge. Um, some of those guys, and obviously, you know, you can't go past the Spider Anderson at the back there, mate, for the Rebels as well. And, uh, mate, I think the kicking game, too, of the two halves in Baden Searle and Shadow Donald, mate, probably just also gives them the edge, in uh, my opinion, mate. And, uh, of course, I'm not biased at all towards the Newcastle Rugby League. <laughs> no, exactly. It's, it's a little bit exciting, actually, that game, because it's, you know, there's a, a heavy proportion of that Central Coast side that actually plays in the Denton Engineering Cup, obviously, now with the fact that they've said, no, it's not about the competition you're playing in, it's where your clubs are actually aligned, which I think is great for the Central Coast side uh, because all those players that we just talked about for them and a good portion of their side, players like Luke Sharp as well, are playing their trade in the Denton Engineering Cup. So it's, it's great. It's almost a... And, you know, and I remember years ago, and you'll remember this, Tony, they had the, the Coast versus Coalfields games and stuff in the... Uh, in the yeah, lead-up yep. to picking Newcastle sides. But it's almost as close as we're going to get to that. But both sides actually playing in the country championship. So, you know, if the uh, unthinkable did happen, we'd kind of have half a horse still in the race, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose so, Chris. But I think anything that's going to hope improve the uh, standard of rugby league on the Central Coast, obviously the um, the local Central Coast competition has probably been a long time suffering. And it's, it's a shame to see the way that it's gone. But I think that with those teams participating in those competitions, both the uh, Central Coast to his first grade and also the Dent Engineering Cup. Obviously, with the teams like the Entrance Tigers and um, while having teams in both competitions, some of that style and some of that substance will filter back into the Central Coast comp. I think there might be a way to broaden it. And um, I think, you know, maybe there might be a pathway in the future where maybe the two competitions combined, possibly. I think it's very doable from a geographic point of view. And um, anything that may enhance the great game of rugby league, I'm all for. Yeah, exactly right. And as you say, you know, just some of those players who won't get the op- the opportunity outside of uh, that rep program for some of the better players in the Central Coast Rugby League to, you know, spend a little bit of time, you know, in camp and training with the likes of David Fafita and then the Mitch Williams, etc., and Luke Sharps so of the Central Coast Rugby League is uh, going to add to their competition. But, mate, we're here to talk about Lakes and, and what's happening down at the uh, picturesque Carl Oval. Uh, mate, as you said before, numbers getting back to training. How's it been so far? Uh, has Bubba been cracking the whip or has it been uh, mostly uh, fitness rather than uh, football skills so far? Mate, we're very, very blessed at the moment at Lakes United to have a wonderful coaching staff, of course, led up by that man you spoke about, Ian Burke. But, uh, mate, obviously we've also sent a return of Brad Murray to the club, of course, our premiership winning halfback in 2015. Names like Al, Al Lantry, Richard Swain's there, of course, and... Um, Adam Brown's also um, at Lakes United, and obviously you know from him from his time at the Northern Blues, one of the very crafty halfbacks you know, to his Newcastle Rugby League in his time. And uh, Matt Craig, our yeah, strength and conditioning uh, manager, mate, he's been doing a wonderful job down there having the boys in the gym and uh, doing a lot of speed work. So you should see uh, fitter and faster and bigger Lakes United in season 2023. 
must be a really great opportunity for some of those young developing players to, as you touched on, having that breadth of coaching experience, but not just the breadth of coaching experience. Guys like Swain and Brown who've played in the NRL as well um, and Kamali. So it's, it's, a, it's a really good spread, mate. But it certainly is. And one of the things that we look at is, you know, that holistic approach, Chris, where the entire uh, male part of the club trains together. So, you know, for some of our emerging under-19s, even they under-17s players coming into the system, and having, you know, the uh, ability to be able to coach all those coaches collectively and have exposure to first-grade coaches has just been wonderful for our development. And as part of our coaching framework at Lakes United, we are definitely a development club, and, you know, we really focus on that development with winning, you know, from 19 to reserve grade, and then eventually for our first grade, through our pathway system, it's going to be winning with development, mate. So um, really exciting times for those guys, and um, just overall the, the framework that we're building at Lakes United. Yeah, lovely, mate. And, and last year, obviously, talking about that development piece of that, uh, you had the the open age side playing in the in the C grade competition, the Newcastle Hunter. Is that I'm assuming that's something that you'll be looking to, to continue on with this year? You're going to have another side in that in the sort of open age competition. Yes, mate, we are. We will be we will be uh, filling a side. I believe their current grading is in the C grade for the uh, Newcastle Hunter Rugby League, mate. That gives some of those guys that might have been in that eight and a half competition an option there to be able to play ahead and. Uh, of course, Chopper's down there looking after those guys after Hugo did a wonderful job last year. Um, but also, you've got the likes of Jaden Potts, etc. And also, and Jacob Hull and those guys can also play reserve rate if needed. So, um, it's a good mix of some older guys and some younger guys. And um, we'll be entertaining that along with our women's tackle side as well. Yeah, excellent. And, and perfect segue there, mate. You talked about the women's tackle. A, uh, a very successful year last year. And uh, I, I know you won't like to take too much credit as the coach, mate, but uh, you're obviously involved. You stepped in at the last minute and uh, I'm sure it was a, a privilege for you to be involved with such a, a talented group. Some of them have already gone on to some, some bigger honours and undoubtedly more will. But uh, it's a great start and a great platform that that first year has laid. Yeah, mate. Well, we certainly um, definitely went uh, all guns blazing in our women's program, mate. Um, and uh, look, that's obviously we're seeing the effects of that now, given the fact that the Open Women's are back, have a, a very, very strong under-17 squad being formulated as well, and uh, with a few girls out of that squad playing uh, you know, Tasha Gale and things like that. And um, also, they now have an under-13s team as well, so we're sort of getting that pathway happening for our women. But, mate, those ladies last year, absolutely wonderful group of girls, mate. Not only just on the field, but off the field. You know, they're their students, their professionals, and their application to rugby league was second to none. And, uh, you know, you saw some of the proceeds of that with someone like Mayor Middleton, obviously staying did in the stars game last weekend. I thought she acquitted herself very well, but the likes of Tory Braziers and Matilda Jones, mate, they're just wonderful people. And um, they're, they're really good contributors to our club. You know, those ladies play at 9.30 on a game day at Carl Oval. They'll be there um, holding up the bar at the Belmont Hotel about 7.30 at night, mate, and they're there for all the grades. And... Um, they're just a wonderful contribution to our club. And for any of those clubs are holding back on having women's tackle sides, you know, as part of their club, um, you're making a big mistake. They've been a great addition to our club and they've led the way in so many standards off the field as well. Yeah, I, I certainly noticed a couple of times I got down to Carl this year, the uh, the uh, enthusiasm that, you know, it used to be the uh, the old thirsty thirds was the running joke that would, you know, be the rowdy ones during first grade. But the girls were uh, certainly giving them uh, a run for their money and they were there, as you said, not only supporting the bar, supporting the, the senior grades and uh, just adding to the atmosphere that, that made Carl, I, I, I believe, if my recollection is correct, uh, our uh, honourable mention for best performed uh, ground atmosphere at a Newcastle Rugby League ground last year in our team award. So... 
Well, that's true, Chris. I suppose you can't get them all right, mate, even though it was the greatest atmosphere of the Newcastle Road. Billy, that's fine, mate. We can, uh, mate, every legend makes a mistake, mate. That was yours. Backhanded flattery, I like it. Uh, mate, you know, it'll get you everywhere. It'll even get you a call back later in the year. But, uh, mate, let's, let's, let's turn the focus to the pointy end of the club and, you know, the, the Denton squad. Uh, we talked about Dill Pithian yep. already. Uh, what other additions and key returning players are we looking at it in terms of the Seagulls' colours in Season 23? Well, mate, you've had some wonderful distance, probably led by, you know, a man at the uh, ripe old age of about 36 in Chris Adams. Um, and obviously, he just came off a grand final uh, premiership win with Tukley in the Central Coast Rugby League. Mate, uh, he hasn't lost a step since he left. Um, you know, I just think the recent session that we did up the Sandhills at Redhead, mate, he led the entire way doing up-downs. Um, yeah, he just absolutely loves it, mate. He rips in his experience, you know, for the younger guys, but also, you know, he's not there just to give us... He's not, he's not a veteran, you know, ageing... Mate, he will be a key contributor to what happens on the field here in season 2023. Um, some experience in the outside backs with the acquisition of Kyle Kingston from the Quarry Club, mate. Um, he's an absolute professional. He's prepared. You've just seen his preparation, mate, you know, the way he carries himself and what an asset he's going to be to our club as well. Uh, picked up both the Harvey boys from Curry as well. Um, you know, some returning players to the club. I mean, Riley Cooper just recently signed with us last week. He's a promising junior that have been uh, training with tweet heads up there and has come back down this way for work. So we'll return to him. It's always great to have one of the local units back home. Um, it's quite a few actually have to go through the um, through the roster, mate. But um, you've also got your mainstays. It'll be great to see a full season out of Jack Kelly. Nick Glow obviously struggled last year with injury. Having him back at the, you know, in a full-time the capacity there will provide tremendous impact for us. And veterans like, of course, Mitch Williams, mate, who led from the front last year. He's been fantastic for us as well. So, uh Mate, there's plenty of depth there in the squad, particularly in the forwards. Um, you know, we've got some outside backs and some young juniors coming back and just waiting to see what happens to the likes of people like Caleb Faulkner, who I thought played very well for the Knights in the New South Wales Cup last weekend in that trial. So I've got a lot of staff in town too, you know, your region clubbers and your guys like Taj Blackman, mate. So uh, just seeing how things operate there and it'll help us finalise our roster as the season um, just comes even closer. Yeah, it's certainly... Uh... A challenge, but a, probably a welcome one for a number of clubs is that they've got players that have gone onto those pathways, and it's just a matter of, I guess, where they where they they fall to, and you know who comes back and who who continues on. And you obviously wish your juniors all the best, but they're great assets to come back when they do come back in those uh, interspersed periods, mates. And you know we see, as you said, guys like Blackman, etc., that are over there in Faulkner. And if he's not one of the best stories out of Newcastle Rugby League in recent years, I don't know what is in terms of his little pathway there. Uh, which I might, I might even actually get you just... I know we've talked about it briefly before, mate, but for those who aren't aware of Caleb Faulkner, he's obviously at the highs of the New South Wales Cup at the moment, but it hasn't always necessarily been that's where he's been plying his trade at that top level, mate. Not at all, mate. Well, he's obviously a product of our um, Swanson Cave system, so he's one of our pathways players. He was actually playing in the Newcastle Hunter Rugby League in our C-grade side. Well, you know, came along and had a run with Huggo, and um, I know Huggo mentioned the bubba. He said, mate, this kid could be anything, and... Uh, Debuted in first grade about round 12 last year, and mate hasn't taken a step back. No, he's a ball running fullback. Uh, mate, he probably, he's probably the closest thing I've seen claim wise to Cameron Anderson and his running style and his running gate. Um, you know, he can obviously send off both hands. He's got great footwork at the line. He's a competent defender, mate. And, um, you know, it's one of the things about Chris, and, and one of the keys for us is development. And if, if we miss Carla Faulkner for a number of years because he goes on to have a career in the Cup or the NRL, mate, then we've done our job. But we know that he'll probably come back to our club and pay his dues when we finish, whether that be in a playing or coaching role. So, um, yeah, mate, it's just another one of our success stories. But it just goes to show, you know, a class on how these kids come through our pathway system and why not may fail at the junior rep stage and the maths or whatever it may be. You know, I think the pathway truly for these guys now is to really come through our junior system 
play first grade at nineteen twenty, and then they go straight to that cup system. Where you know, if they do find themselves in the match or the ball, they're in that system for four or five years, and by the time the cup side comes around, you know, they might have already been recycled through the system back to their local club. So, you know, for any aspiring players out there. Probably one of the best ways to you know get to the national rugby league is to you know probably try and play first grade at your local clubs, and then you can see that happen. You know, a lot of stories across the Newcastle rugby league over the last few years. Yeah, it's certainly certainly been the case where we've seen players sort of make that breakthrough. And you know, the the, the guy you talked about a little while ago in, in Chris Adams is probably a really good example of that. He was you know he was playing for Wong in the Newcastle rugby league before he's made his way through into into Cup and the Knights. So. Um, great to see him come back. He's obviously plied his trade at Lakes before, and, and we've seen plenty. Braden Musgrove's another one that, that comes to mind. Uh, and, you know, again, there's a, a great pathway there, a great opportunity, and it's almost full circle on where it would have been in the, the late 80s and early 90s in terms of the Newcastle Rugby League being that platform where, where players, you know, cut their teeth and, and then went on. And, you know, Lakes has been instrumental in a number of those. Names like Paul Harrigan and Michael Ennis spring to mind immediately. Yeah, of course, mate. Obviously, you've got the likes of Hersey here and those guys as well. And, um, you know, Josh Jackson also, you know, debuting in first grade of the Lakes United you know, game. They had a, a magnificent career at the Canterbury Banks down Bulldogs. So, um, you know, there's many names that come to mind in that regard, Chris. But, um, you know, what we've traditionally been one of the biggest providers of junior talent for the Knights as well. So, uh, you know, we're very proud of our development model at the club and uh, we're continuing to roll out a new pathways program to our junior affiliates in uh, Swansea Caves, Windale, Valor, Tom Barner, of course, Belmont North Sharks. And, um, have a lot of success now with thanks to our new sponsor, Career Property, with our new Career Property Pathways program. And, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing the results of that over the next three to four years. Yeah, it'll certainly be good to see. And, again, that focus on development is, um, you know, a great, great, uh, I guess, attribute of the Lakes Club and, and a couple of others in the region as well. But I, I, in terms of the competition, we've talked about Lakes. You've always got your eye across the other teams as well and have a fair idea. I know Maitland's going to be at the top of this list, but who are the sides that, are, that have got the target on their back? Obviously, Maitland, the defending premiers. Who else do you see as being the, the big threats um, towards uh, taking out that Denton Engineering Cup in Season 23? Yeah, you're right, Chris. Well, I mean, Maitland, they're definitely the 100, right? Um, and that's always going to be the case, and they are the benchmark. But, you know, I, I think, obviously, there's some of the burdens from some signings from the entrance, and they, they were close last year without being spectacular. Um, Central's a bit of an unknown quantity. You know, you've seen some exodus of players there, but... Um, They've a pretty good infrastructure there, and I can see them obviously being strong again. Um, you know, look, I think, Chris, to be honest with you, I can probably name about seven teams that could feature, you know, in a top three to four position. And that's one of the great things about the Newcastle Rugby League and just looking at the player transfer market. There's a lot of parity. Um, so, and I think that's probably really, really important for the competition where we don't want to have situations where we did, you know, sometimes in the mid-2000s where it might be, you know, three clubs and the rest are sort of just competing for... You know, that fourth and fifth spot, Chris. So, look, I, I'm not prepared to make a prediction this early. You know, um, competitions aren't well on paper, mate. That's for sure. And um, I certainly hope that isn't the case for our club. I mean, we're pretty confident about what we're doing, and um, I'm very, very confident of a, a top five finish. But um, yeah, you know, I, I think Macquarie are really good through their forwards. I think they've recruited pretty well as well. And uh, mate, um, I think they'll obviously be the biggest danger up against Curry. I think that Wong have also recruited well. Uh, interesting to see how they go as well. So. Uh, yeah, mate, there's a lot of competition out there, um, but uh, I'd like to see a bit of trial for, mate, maybe probably have a, a definitive answer for you when you get me back on after about round five. Uh, <laughs> sounds like a plan, mate. And a couple, a couple of little things to wrap up before we go. The one thing that we haven't touched on on the side that we haven't really talked about at all is the, the new side in the competition, the Northern Hawks. They uh, won the reserve grade premiership and the grand final quite uh, convincingly. Uh, the way they finished the season last year was impressive. Uh, they've recruited well. 
they've you know picked up the likes of Luke Walsh and Kai Cooper. Um, and we saw Kai Cooper was the 28th man in the uh, the Knights NRL trial last weekend. So uh, they may not see too much of Kai if he continues on that path line. But you know the likes of those two, as well as some of the other recruits they've got, keeping the likes of Josh Toole as well, uh, they certainly aren't a side to be written off. Not at all, mate. And look, full credit's got to go not only to Brad Ty, mate, but Andrew Chapman, who does a lot of the work up there. But also, I think, so credit goes, and it might sound unpopular with Hawks fans, though, but to the... Um, to both the New South Wales Rugby League and the two East Newcastle Rugby League on the basis that they've gone with that slow burn in that development program there for the Hawks. And I mean, we've seen, unfortunately, the demise of sides like the Northern Blues, North Nelson Bay, and then the Port Stephen Sharks, Nelson Bay Sharks up that on the Tombury Peninsula. It looks like they're going for more of the long-haul sort of model this time. That's going to be a model that's going to be sustainable, which is fantastic. And, uh, mate, like you said, the, the side that they've recruited, you think about that they have the half there. I mean, one of the great game managers in Walsh, and I mean, Kai Cooper, uh, mate, just a power centre. Uh, very, very difficult to handle one-on-one. He's got great feet. Um, but also, mate, just uh, their forward pack's quite formidable as well. Um, it'd be interesting to see how they go with a week-to-week football of the Newcastle Rugby League. Sometimes I think, you know, with those guys playing reserve grade in previous seasons, um, sometimes you can find yourself just going through the motions a little bit. And this would be a really big challenge for them. They'll need, a, obviously, a big preparation. I'll see they've been throwing over the Dallas Mount over at Stockton. And um, they're ripping in there. Looks like they're sort of engaged with that, you know, old North Newcastle sector, and they're making their way into the Raymond Terrace community up at um, the Tombury Peninsula as well, and getting into the schools. And I think that's wonderful thing for the game up there, mate. And we're just great to have football that spectrum, you know, from the Tombury Peninsula all the way to the Coalfields of Cessna, you know, all the way down the entrance along on the Central Coast, mate. It just um, broadens our footprint, so it's going to be uh, wonderful, mate. I'm, I'm actually going to be up there calling the match with Peter Jolly as they take on Western this Caesar opener. So I'm really looking forward to getting up there and um, seeing what they have to offer. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a, a good touch point there, mate. We will make, make sure to, to give a mention of that, the great work that Pete and yourself are doing with the audio calls as well as the Newcastle Rugby League podcast. I did have someone reach out to me in the off-season and they were asking for feedback as to what we thought about having a competitor as they turned. I said, well, at the end of the day, the more ears and eyes we get on Newcastle Rugby League and footy in general is, is all uh, heading in the right direction, mate. So hopefully we can get Pete on during the year and do some crossover stuff as well because what he's doing for the comp is amazing uh, in terms of all that content that he gets out to the grounds and does. But, uh, mate, uh, the name we did miss to there while we're harking back to uh, the Northern Hawks as well is Tyler Randall. So you talk about the experience of Randall and Walsh. Um, that, that in itself is uh, going to add, add quite a bit to them. Oh, mate, absolutely. I mean, you, it, Randall's definitely, you know, you saw that guy. He picks and chooses his time, mate. He's very astute. He, he plays very direct. And you, you got that. So you've got that uh, live wire half in Randall and you've got that game manager in Walsh, mate. Yeah, I, mean, I suppose you have a similar thing there. Um, you know, at Maitland as well with their two halves carrying there. So it's almost like that sort of blueprint, Chris. And um, mate, they'll be very, very effective. I'll be interested to see if their depth is tested, the Hawks. And, you know, that's one of the great things, Chris. I, I think that that's the real key. If you look at the Maitland club, they've got significant amount of depth. I mean, you saw all three grades I had in, um, in the final series last year. Um, you know, I know for at Lakes United, mate, we've got some good depth through about 25 players. But, you know, we need to continue our development. And that's, I suppose, the key to being sustained success in this competition over a, a, a week-to-week tough competition like the Denton Engineering Cup is having that amount of depth. So I'll just be interested to see how the Hawks go when their depth tested, mate. So, um, yeah, looking forward to see how that works. But if they can keep those um, those seasoned veterans on the park, mate, they'll be very, very formidable. And they've got big game experience as well should they make it in the top five.
Yeah, certainly plenty of experience and, and depth, as you say. It was one of the things that probably challenged Curry when they got a few injuries last year and hence they finished where they did. So hopefully all sides, uh, one, stay as injury-free as they can, but two, those that have the depth can really thrive. But, mate, thank you again, as always, for your time. Of course, as we touched on before, there is Lakes have got their first trial on the 4th of March. There's plenty coming up. The season launch is coming up for the uh, Real NRL as well. They're doing a sportsman's lunch, uh, which will be the 10th, if I'm not mistaken, of... Um, March as well. Yep. Tickets are available. Tickets are available on Newcastle Rugby League website, which um, Maddie Johns will be a guest there, which will be really good as well, as well as some other guests. And of course, yeah, we talked about the country championship kicking off, and then Lakes United are blessed with a buy in the first round, which means you'll free up your dulcet tones to go and jump on the call with Pete up there at Tomaree, mate. And I, I'm just excited to see top tier rugby league returning to that that facility because that venue when it's uh, maintained and and is getting use is one of the best venues in terms of field surface in Newcastle. Oh mate absolutely mate it's a magnificent facility up there mate of course the Lakes United season launch coming up on 24th of March Chris and mate we'd love to uh, have yourself and uh, Mr Spiegelman come along mate and um, join us for the evening as well you're more than welcome to come along mate uh, mate, I'll show you a ticket over there and uh, mate you'll be able to see me in the flesh mate you'd no doubt enjoy that. Uh, mate, any, anyone that anyone that hasn't seen you in the flesh, uh, look, you know the, the, the dulcet tones are un, undersell you, don't they, mate? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, mate. <laughs> I think I'd better hurt not seen. Mate, we've got heads for radio, the pair of us. But mate, always appreciate you coming on. Thank you again. Good luck the lakes this season, and uh, look forward to catching up with you in the not too distant future. You too, mate. You and Josh, mate, doing a wonderful job on Lee Castle, mate. Looking forward to working with you guys in the future. Big thanks to Tony Delaney and, of course, as always, our Newcastle Rugby League content in 2023 is brought to you by Shipley Meats at Rutherford. Make sure to go and see the boys and let them know that League Castle sent you for all your meat and butchery needs. They are the team to check out, Shipley Meats up at Rutherford. Uh, Again, a big thank you to our title partner, Sharp DS Central Coast, our major supporter in season 2023. And we'd like to also officially announce and welcome on board Lake Macquarie Forklift Solutions, who will be sponsoring all of their Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League Group 21 content, as well as being the naming rights partner for our Stats Man of the Year. And our illustrious Stats Man, Josh Spiegelman, will be back with us in the coming weeks as the season countdown begins. So we look forward to welcoming him back to League Castle for season 2023 and look forward to continuing to bring you the Stats Man uh, this season, we're also going to have our footy tipping competition for the Newcastle Rugby League, which will launch soon. There is an opportunity for any businesses that would like to become involved uh, in sponsoring that competition in terms of sponsoring just some prize money for it. So feel free to reach out to us via our socials to have a chat and explore those opportunities further if that's something your business might be interested in. But otherwise, make sure you do get down and support all the local rugby league games this weekend. There's trials, I know, definitely at Curry as they take on... Macquarie in some twilight matches on Saturday, but it's an absolute bumper day on Saturday at Curry Sports Green. It starts at 11.30 with the Newcastle Knights Harold Matthews, followed by the SG Ball, the Tasha Gale Cup, the Newcastle Knights Harvey Norman women's tackle, uh, which that side has a number of the Knights NRLW Premiership winning players in it, so well worth going and checking that out at 4.10. 5.30, you combine under 19s in reserve grade, followed by 7.15 first grade. So 11.30 through to about 9.30. It's an absolute cracker of a day if you can uh, head on up to the graveyard and check that out. Uh, if there are any other clubs that have got trials on this weekend, please send them through and we'll try and share them on our socials, but they're the only ones we're across at the moment. 
Uh, and the Knights there, Newcastle Maitland Region Knights, 16s and 18s will be on the road this week. So, again, plenty of opportunities for local footy. Go and check them out where you can. Uh, again, if clubs have got matches coming up, please feel free to shoot them through and we'll try and share them on our socials. But apart from that, enjoy your local rugby league. Uh, look forward to catching up with lots of people around the traps during season 2023. We go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson. Runs to the line, he's got Buxton with him, it's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You're listening to Lead Newcastle, Newcastle Hunters, Hunters Rugby League.